All right, let's jump back into the church planting series. Yes, sir. All right, so where we dropped off and where we're going to pick back up. So we're going to pick up. We've talked about the core team. We've talked about all these other things. Let's talk about entering the town, the new town that the Lord has laid upon the planter's heart to come into for God to move and make a mighty, mighty work that's going to be done. We've talked about the ground, which kind of touched on the town a little bit, you know, the ground that God has given you. It could look overgrown, all weeded up, but we know that God is the one that comes in and he clears the path and he tolls the ground and then he lets you know and he shows us what is needed in the soil to make it rich and let it grow. So as we enter into a town, there's going to be a lot of, uh, there's going to be a lot of challenges to say the least. And I, I look back at my experience in this with, with you, brother. <laughs> you know, as we came into the town, started out, it's not like we just rolled into town one day and said, we're here to take off, put this church up here, and, we want you gonna, and you're going to come support it. That ain't what happened. It, it was a lot of prayer, and there was a lot of, uh, there's a lot of work done on the forefront that a lot of people didn't see. Uh, the going out, the reaching out in the community, uh, the going uh, to the different churches and being part of the services, getting to know people, making friends, finding out, you know, what the need was, research of the community itself, which we kind of talked about mm-hmm. in an earlier podcast. But as we first entered in, you know, the the simplicity of it, you know, is we went literally to a community center, to the mm-hmm. Aspire Center. It's what it's called in yep. Wayne County. And we would set up, we rented the we rented just the community area from the Aspire Center uh, on Sunday for like a three, four hour block at a time. And uh, you talk about a humble beginning, a humble beginning. And let's be honest, the first individuals that came were the friends that we had made in recovery homes, mm-hmm. uh, recovery services that we'd been in. Those were the first people that we met. And was there a lot of people from Wayne County there? No, not, not really. First. Not at first. And, uh, I mean, so I guess the expectation compared to the realization. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, got, there's, a big t- there's a big difference between the two of these, mm-hmm. the realization and then the <laughs> expectation. Expectations, th- your expectations should be out of this world because we know that we serve a God that is immeasurable, innumerable, and he is high and he's lifted up and he can do all things. And if he be lifted up, he draw all men unto him. But when you come into a town, you know, you need to, your your realization and your expectation, they need to come together. Mm-hmm. And hey, if you roll out, man, and there's four or five hundred folks that show up, bless God. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. That's wonderful. But it's possible that you only got one or two. And sometimes it might just be you and your core group. 
you can say something now. Nope, that's good. I, I think, you know. And, and Sorry, buddy. Nope, I think that's a really good uh, dive into this, Anthony. And I think that the expectation and realization is something that with a church planter, and that could be a podcast of all of its own because really of could. because of the discouragement. You know, some of the statistics that uh, we, we discussed um, recently here with, with church planting, the number of, the percentage of church plants that, that don't, that don't, that don't make it past the first couple years mm-hmm. is really, really high. It is. Especially when you have the, the, the expectation that you're going to manifest this huge, huge work that you see on the front cover of the, of all the magazines oh, and the, yeah. and the social medias and all of that. But the, the deal is if your expectation is to make disciples, oh, it changes then, it. then you're not going to be disappointed. No. If your expectation is to make it, make a difference in, 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 in people's lives in a meaningful way, then you're not going to be disappointed. If your expectation is to prepare the ground and sow the seed and sweat and cry a little bit, then guess what? You're not going to be disappointed. But if your expectation is to is to waltz into town on and 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 unpack your stuff and put up a really cool sign and then all of a sudden have lots of people just just waltz their way in then all of a sudden you could very easily uh, become uh, uh, disappointed and even disconnected from uh, that work so so anthony i mean i think you nailed it and uh and, but you know it, let, let's kind of back up to to where we where we opened up here and that is Entering into the new space, mm. many church planters plant in towns that they've never been a part of. They've never lived in. They don't know anyone in town. And with Monticello, we've been to Monticello, but we'd never been uh, in Monticello in Berea. I had actually lived in Berea in that plant. So that one was a little easier for me as far as knowing people in the community. Stanford, Mount Vernon, those two plants. Didn't know anybody in those towns, just like Monticello. And then Hyden, I was from Hyden originally, so had all kinds of connections there when we started helping out John Pugh and that plant there. But um, as we as we launched into a new, new community, Anthony, that we'd never been a part of, I think the church planter, if God has laid a community on your heart, then your heart is already broken for the people of that community. And if your heart is not broken for the people of that community, don't go yet. Don't go. Because you're not ready. Yeah, I agree. If you can't weep over the community that you're called to, then don't go. Yeah. That's one of the indicators that says, are you ready or not? Mm. And, and I think that, that the, the broken heart, the contrite spirit, the, the, the weeping over them is a, is a condition of the heart that must be met before we go. So, so entering enter in the new town, weep over them before you walk on the streets. What's your motive? I guess I, I, I'm really intrigued by what you said because there's so much truth in that. Man, if you're just rolling into town just to put up a church and you don't, you're, not, you're not broken for the condition of the community or you know what's going on, dude. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm planting a church because it's cool. Because that's a cool thing to do. I'm going to get on the <laughs> cool kids bus. Oh, boy. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you can't weep over them, just, just wait. Just mm. get your heart right first. You know, but, but here's another thing, Anthony. One of the one of the things that we did in Monticello, and you, and you called it out, and, 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 and actually Mount Vernon, uh, we did the same thing. Is, is we we connected with other churches before we came into the community mm. in Mount Vernon um, you know there were there were pastors letters that went out to pastors in the community that said hey we're coming cross point churches 
coming to the community. But and it was a, a welcoming letter. Like, guys, we, we you know we love you. We've been praying for your church. We've been praying for your your people and you as a leader. Uh, we love you, and and we're and basically it was that that right hand of fellowship that said we're not here to compete or or to try to take you know anything. We're here to try to complete and fill a gap and support you and us partner together in ministry and, and service. And before um, you move on, did you get yeah. feedback? Yeah, from- there was a couple pastors that reached back out, and we just had a really good relationship and d- different denominations. Uh, you know, we just we had a really good partnership in ministry there. Matter of fact, the uh, uh, the 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 Baptist group uh, in in the whole county of Rock Castle uh, actually was a supplier of uh, of for, for Mount Vernon and our church plant there of of food and 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 different different venues for um, recovery wow. and meetings. So yeah, it was it was a really neat little dynamic there that 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 work that came fruit that came from that. But see, the thing is. Anthony is when in, in church, I don't know why that we're so worldly in the church, but, <laughs> but we are worldly it, many times in our mindset. Yeah. And here's the thing. If we view other churches as in our town as competition, yeah. we are worldly. That's a fact. Period. Yeah. We're worldly. And, and the thing is, is, is it, is that, um, it, it's not convenient or comfortable to sit down with someone that your your flesh, your flesh, guys, your flesh, deal with it. <laughs> your flesh views, not your spirit, but your flesh views as competition. Yeah. So it's, uh, I've heard it called the pride monster. We're not, yeah, we're not starting a business here. <laughs> yeah. We're not starting up a flower shop or a sweatshop or a, a restaurant. <laughs> sweatshop. What we're doing is we're starting a church. So yeah. they are your brothers and your partners in ministry, not your competitors. Mm. It's a mindset shift for sure. I can, well, I mean, as I, as I was sitting here and as you were talking about the letters that were sent out, I mean, I can see, I can see how some would be like, they'd get the letter and be like, are you kidding me? They had the another gall. church. They had the gall to send this to me to tell me they built another church here. Well, we don't need them. We don't want them. Yep. <laughs> and hey, let's be honest, church planner. You're going to probably get some of that. <laughs> yeah, they're going to ask questions to you like, why do we need another church in this town? Uh, we got plenty. Of ch- Our churches are doing good things. We don't need another one. And and, and you know what? Um, there's no, there, you know, don't try to debate that. Just yeah. say, hey, brother, we love you. If there's anything we can ever do to help you or serve serve you or support you in any way, you let us know. Yeah. And then, you know, it's that, it's that, it's the, it, that's the key is, yeah. is that you were, we're, we're not trying to be an underground, like secretive, mm-hmm. like, like, you know, community and guys, when you walk into a new community, okay. And this is probably another episode of its own recruiting other people's members to come to your church Ouch. because your church is cooler than theirs or, <laughs> or your church is wait, 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 wait for it relevant and and (laughs) but the thing is guys is when that's your approach in a new town you're going to start out on the wrong foot now i'm not saying people won't transition and and things won't be natural but but as people transition um be sure that it's it's from a place of love and that you're you're not actually trying to persuade them 
come to mind because mine's better than the other one because that's going to set us off on the wrong foot uh, when it comes to the unity and the community and the church being united in, in because there's going to be enough division just naturally because people are just humans and churches are churches and that's going to be there but but don't feed it by trying to convince uh, post on Facebook. We need people at our church to leave their churches. No, that's not what you're doing. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not why we're doing it. But I, li- I like, and you're right. That is a podcast all to itself. But I think that's one good thing that as coming into it to help eliminate that is you can set your church time to be unique compared to some of the other churches yeah. that are going on. And that way, nobody feels threatened right. or intimidated by the time that you're showing up, you know, that you're having your service. Well, our service starts at 10 o'clock. Well, they've started theirs at 10 o'clock. You're going to have some flexibility. Yeah. And that's one good thing about uh, going into church plant is, I mean, I, I, let's take Journey, for example. Journey starts at 1. 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock. It's unique. Do you miss an opportunity for some other folks to could be able to be there? Maybe. And you're going to have the ones that have go to church early and they want the rest of their day. I understand that. Mm-hmm. We're not after you. Right. It's okay. <laughs> we're not after you. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. You're, if you, I, we're not after you. But, but to tie into that, I, I liked something that you said there about like the other ministers. I look back at the ministers in the community in Monticello that have came mm-hmm. and worshipped with us yeah. at Journey Community. Mm-hmm. When it's over, they they hug us, they love us. Man, I love what you're doing. Uh, we've got, and here's my favorite, is when they invite us to their events. Was it? I think it was Brother Bunch that invited us to the park to help hand out food mm-hmm. for Feeding America. That's right. Bless his heart. Yep. Man, what an awesome man of God. Mm-hmm. What an awesome man of God. But uh, invited us to come and to take part of that. And we went. Yep. And man, when it was over, there was food left over, and he was like, "Hey, take this and hand it out. You guys have an option too. You have that opportunity as well." Wow. And he supported us, got behind us. He's like, "Hey, keep going. Let's move. Let's go forward." Man, ain't that the heart that we want? Kingdom mindset. Kingdom mindset. Not not let's build my kingdom. Let's yep. build the kingdom of God. That's exactly right. I love it, man. That's it's it's wonderful. But as we enter into the community. There's going to be, there'll be, there will be resistance, you know, from Absolutely. some, yeah. but then there's going to be others that have a kingdom mindset right. that are ready to get on board and like, man, this is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you guys are doing here. Mm-hmm. How can we help? Yeah. And hey, in the process here, you guys are going to help us too. Yep. And, and I, I love what you said there, because as we're approaching other leaders in the community, our approach isn't that we're we're coming in with this new trendy interesting no. thing and we're coming in with all the answers yeah. and we're kind of we're going to be the hero in the community and we're going to be doing things that's never been done and we're going to be the rock stars here that kind of saves the world if we have that arrogant approach at at extending that arm of fellowship and brotherhood and and neighbor being a good, a good neighbor then guess what you're going to sever that and sour the what could be happening in the future mm-hmm. if you come and you approach leaders in the town or churches or community leaders for that example other ministry because there are para church ministries now we'll talk about that in a minute para church ministries um leaders that are key to the success of of us integrating into a community but if we approach it with we're in, we're the ones that are interesting then, then they're going to you're going to turn them off quick. <laughs> Absolutely. But here's the way, <laughs> you know, uh, Jesus asked way more questions than he answered. Yeah. He actually was 
showed the people that he was working with and working alongside that he was interested in them. Mm. And then because of that, they leaned in to his work and his ministry. And we can learn from that. Yeah. And if we can be interesting, there's there's book, uh, there's many books written on, on on leading with questions and 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 seeking to be interested versus interesting. And if we can approach these leaders and be interested in what they're doing, be interested, ask questions about their life, their work, their ministry, their journey, where they've been, then all of a sudden things start happening. And, and they lean into the conversation because you're interested in them, not just to use them as, my God, use them as a tool. <laughs> because so many church planters, I've seen it happen with ministry so many times that we use people as a tool to get to an end that we desire. Yeah. Guess what? They're not our tools. No. They're God's, they're God's people. Mm-hmm. They're not our tools. So dive on in. I'm intrigued by your parachurch. Oh. Yeah. Talk to us about parachurch. Parachurch ministries. And so parachurch ministries are something that it may not be specific like First Baptist Church or, um, you know, a Second Baptist or First Pentecostal. It is not connected to a church per se. It's more of a community ministry. Mm-hmm. Now, when we're thinking about that, Anthony, we're thinking about things like the soup kitchen that is in Monticello. Yep. Yep. We're thinking about the food bank. We're yep. thinking about the homeless shelters. Yep. We're thinking about the community centers. Mm-hmm. Dads, that action uh, group. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, yep. So there's there's groups in the community that are Christian based. Yep. That are not not a church ministry. Yep. Those are called para church ministries. So connecting with as many of those. As possible, because here's what happens. You're going to find this in most communities. Parachurch ministries are starving for a church to support them. Mm-hmm. Many, many of them, the churches look at them cross-eyed because they're like, well, you're not a part of our church, so why would we support you? Yeah. That's the way most church leadership is, because oh. they're threatened by parachurch ministry. Oh. If you can approach those people with a heart of helping how hard of how can we help your ministry? Then all of a sudden they're going to lean into your work too. And there's a mutual benefit that happens because it's synergistic when these types of ministries come together and they're not threatened by one another. Yeah. That there's it's synergy. You get positive work done. So I take uh, I take my mind back for a moment and I think about some of the early outreach things that we did is we would invite the parachurch ministries. And uh, at one point, we took up a, we took up pretty much one whole shopping center area mm-hmm. one weekend. We gave them tables. Yeah, and that's all we did is we set tables out, and man, they rolled in. And you talk about it. How many people do you think were served that day? Let's just look back. I think if I'm if I'm not mistaken, that day there was three or four that were saved. And during that day, there was food that was handed out. There was shoes. There was clothing. Uh, there was all. It was a, it was a smorgasbord of of things that existed in the community uh-huh. that just didn't have a platform to be able to really launch out with. Yep. Would you? Would it be safe to say that well over a thousand people probably that day? Absolutely. I mean, I Absolutely. think that, I think it's on the low end. Easily of a, of a, of people that came through, and these were. These were uh, there's even toys that was handed out that oh, yeah, day. Yeah. It was amazing to me and to see the people that that poured out. And man, when it, and this was what was so cool about it is when when it got down to business 
and the people were coming up and they wanted prayer, mm-hmm. how the how they would stop what they were doing and they would gather around for prayer. And the community saw that <laughs> and the people saw that. Yep. There's a picture that we have that shows a mom and children praying together. And you look back and it was a picture that was taken overhead, standing back away, and you see the leaders of all these different of all these different organizations mm. Mm. standing there in Beautiful. agreement and Beautiful. praying. Oh my goodness. Beautiful Anthony. Wow. <laughs> oh. Whew, that's awesome, man. Thank you for connecting it to that day because yeah. that's, a, that's a beautiful example because that day was not about Journey Community. Not in any way, shape, or form. It was not no. about our church, nope. our name. Mm-mm. It was about we, we, God led us to create. We, we were allowed by God yep. to create a platform yep. for all these dozens of parachurch ministries to yeah. come together yeah. and have a voice and come in unity. And guess what? They 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 may not have known that Journey Community was the one that orchestrated. It. No. Who cares? That's right, it, and it wasn't announced like Who, that. No, not at all. Who was lifted up that day? Uh, it was Jesus. Christ. Jesus. That's exactly right. And and each each group had a had a table. They had they had a we had a rotating mic where each group would come up and they would share a little bit about their ministry. That's so true. And their work. And oh, dude. And so the community got to got to hear and and that brought that brought so much unity there. Uh, that day it was powerful and and folks came and and i want to say this that there's so many things that the world around us and our communities have seen negative about the church there there's so many church hurts that are out there some of the best ways to mend some of that work is for we we can't mend it from the pulpit no that's right yeah we can't mend the community's hurt because of the church from the pulpit or even the pew. You know why? Because they're not coming to the pew. Yeah. And they're not going to listen to us in the pulpit. No. But it but they've seen so much division in, in, in all of the all the I'm talking about probably the North all of North America. So much division that when we can demonstrate unity and unity and in, in, in community, what that does, it demonstrates confidence in one thing, and that is Christ. Mm. And then when they can see that they can't hear our message. Until they see our message in, in unity in that community work. So that's you know that's the that's our I guess it's our, our one of our slogans is boots on the street instead of butts in the seat. Amen. <laughs> that's right. But I mean, there's so and, and you know there's so many opportunities. And hey, for the new church planner that's uh, that's out there listening to this podcast, uh, what a great opportunity! Find out the parachurch ministries mm-hmm. in the community. There you go. Have a uh, get in touch with them. There, every, everybody seems like they have a Facebook page or something nowadays that you can jump onto and you can you can and you can connect with them. Mm-hmm. Hey, connect with them. Yep. Uh, try to find a space, maybe at the park, something like that. That maybe one day they can all come together. We've done that too. We put them all in the park before and had uh, had a bunch of parachurch ministries there. Yep. And literally, we had the the rotating mic. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget Alan with Puma Ministries. Oh man, Alan jumped up on that. Uh, on, uh, uh, the, so the platform that everybody got up on that day was a trailer. 
Yep. It was a trailer. Mm-hmm. Alan hopped up there and, and, and my goodness, just brought the gospel. He sure did. I mean, he was supposed to be up there just for like, I think everybody was like five, ten minutes, but you know, just let the Holy Spirit lead mm-hmm. God. Alan, he preached. He, he went off up there, but it was so beautiful. It was. And everybody, and everybody was so in tune and everybody was in agreement that day and it was about Christ. It wasn't about us. Yeah. In any way, shape, or form, it was about uh, it was about mm. it was about Christ, not us. And I, I think that's so beautiful. But what a great opportunity to learn the community mm-hmm. and to see what's already happening in the community, and then to get on board with what's happening there in the community. In other words, you need to be in the community. Yep, absolutely, <laughs> every every community is going to have its gaps, and you got to know those gaps. You got to you got to understand uh, who the parachurch ministries are, who the movers and shakers. There's going to be churches that are movers and shakers. Yep. And and the thing is, is they're they're going to they're going to they're going to they're going to have needs and gaps. And if you can find a way to connect and serve a need, uh, you know, for example, uh, we we have a a, a food. Uh, like a distribution, like a soup kitchen, right in Monticello, and uh, they needed uh, they needed drivers uh, because they deliver meals, hot meals, to people in the community that are hungry. And um, so we come back to the church and we we share with the people, hey guys, uh, they need drivers and uh, patience. Um, maybe you're listening to this, patience. She's one of our our team members, and so she messaged me this last week where uh, she and her son are are a driver now for, oh. for the, for the soup kitchen and wonderful. how that they're out there and, and serving. And it's just a beautiful thing because if, and what, what we're doing too, as we're growing as a church, we're taking the gifts and the abilities and the heart of our people. And we're saying that your role as a, as a, as a part of our faith family is not to listen to us preach and sing each week, our role and responsibility as leaders is to know our community gaps enough to where we can find and to know our people and our faith family enough. And we know those two things. Guys, as a Christian leader, it is your responsibility to know your people and know your community and be able to plug their gifts and their good that they can bring into the gaps in the community. That is pivotal for entering the new community. So because what happens is that distrust, when you show up and you roll up with your new sign and your new logo, mm-hmm. they're going to look at you cross-eyed like, who are you? Another fly-by-night church that's yeah. walked in. And what you got to do as a, as a, as the leader of that group and new, new, this new church in town is show the town because you're going to, you're, they're going to start from a position. They're going to be waiting on you to fail. They're going to be judging you before you start. Yep. Because you're a threat, <laughs> right? You're not yeah. a threat, but they're going to see you that way. <laughs> they will, yeah. So it is your prerogative to show up and show and demonstrate the love of Christ in ways that are very actionable and active. Yeah. And it, and it, and it, it, it very well could happen. And, you know, and the key of it all is my mind goes back into Scripture, not to get weary and well-doing. That's right. Don't get weary. Uh, I said at the beginning, it's very possible that there's going to be Sundays that you meet, and it's just going to be the core team. Yep. Nobody will be there. But what do you do with those days? You still have service. Mm-hmm. You still rejoice. You still praise God. If you're going to do Facebook Live, if that's one of the things you're going to do, you have a Facebook Live service. Yep. And you get it out there. But don't sit inside the building the whole time. Wherever you're at, you step outside. Mm. You put up a sign. You, you, you hand out food bags. You do something to let the community see, man, we're invested. Yeah. 
we're invested in in this community we want to see god move and then don't miss the opportunities when the people do come what maybe you're handing out food maybe you're handing out clothes Mm -hmm. don't miss the opportunity because each one is an opportunity don't miss the opportunity to share the gospel to reach and connect with them it's amazing what can pull up and drive up at your doorstep Mm -hmm. i'll just put it that way it's amazing what god can bring (laughs) it's amazing what god can bring to the table Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's all i got to say (laughs) and it truly is there's never there's never a wasted opportunity as long as you're willing to be looking for it and and you know uh, there's so many times where people will say well we're waiting on god to send people no, God's waiting on you to get up and move into your community. Jesus could have set up a tabernacle or a temple in Jerusalem immediately. He could have walked in and built this elaborate temple but and waited for people to come to him. But no, he chose to walk around the shores of Galilee and to meet people and to meet them where they were. The majority of his ministry, I would want to say the better part, if you read the Gospels, it's going to be the better part of 95% of his ministry was done outside the doors. And so there's Anthony, there were times where we showed up, right, in, in, in journey and and it's the same thing as Stanford and the other the other towns we were in. Where's very it was just our core team. And it was early on. Well, guess what we did? We mobilized. We mobilized. Because hey, it's us. We're gonna worship, but we're gonna we're gonna also work and we're gonna plow the field. So if you show up to the field as a farmer and you don't have fruit or you don't have a, a harvest, well, what are you gonna do? What are you going to do in that moment? Just uh, just kind of sit and wait for the dirt to do something? Or are you going to plant and sow and water? So you show up to the field and you don't have fruit yet. Let's make sure you're fertilizing. Make sure you're cultivating. Make sure you're turning the soil. Make sure it's not Thank being... Thank you for listening make sure to the weeds are the not overtaking. Make podcast. sure you're still sowing seed and you're still you. watering Please and you're still doing that work. So the work, just because we don't have a fruit Until yet or a time, harvest yet, doesn't real. mean that the work begins when you have the harvest. The work's way before you see the fruit. It's sowing, it's, it's, it's harvesting, or it's uh, cultivating. So, guys, uh, we encourage you. I've enjoyed this conversation, Anthony. This Me has too. been rich, and, and um, it just brings back so many memories mm-hmm. of, uh, of, of connecting. But, guys, it, it's, your, it's your prerogative to connect and to do it in a loving and a meaningful way. They're not your competition. They're your brothers and they're your sisters. You see them as competition, slow down. If you can't weep over your community, slow down. If you don't know the parachurch ministries in your community and who the movers and shakers are in the ministry, if you've not, uh, if you've not called up the, um, the uh, Chamber of Commerce and connected with them as well, slow down, sow the seed, cultivate the community, bridge, build bridges every chance you get, and you can't every time, but you try your best. And then you wait, and you'll water, and somebody will seed and sow, and God will give the increase. We thank you for tuning in, and we hope you've enjoyed enjoying the Church Plant Series. We love you. Thank you for listening to The Real Life Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Please share a comment and follow us on Facebook. And until next time, keep it real.